this is Feed My Crazy, everyone. Yeah, and this has been a crazy-ass week. <laughs> it's been interesting. I uh, Let's see, we're almost to October. Yeah. How crazy is that? October. We And we're still in a pandemic. We are. And now it's starting to get dark earlier. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because a lot of people, they were like, I can't wait for cooler temperatures and fall and pumpkin spice latte and all this stuff. And I'm like, guys, it's going to get dark real early. It's going to be tough. It's going to be real bad. And everyone's now like, oh. Um, this shit's still going on. Yeah. It's like, I don't seasonal depression is a real thing. Yeah. She's coming. Yeah. She's coming around like, the mountain. Damn. Honestly, I would say my seasonal depression is the summer. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I am more depressed during the summer months than I am during the winter months, which is probably wrong. Like, I I have friends who are the same way. I think they're, yeah, it hits them differently because they lose weight in the wintertime when everyone's gaining weight. Yeah. They have more energy during the winter. It's interesting. I do have, I love working out in the wintertime. Love to wake up really early and go exercise. Like, put on a sweatshirt. I love to run with a sweatshirt on. Like, go to the gym with a sweatshirt on. In the middle of summer, you can't do that. So no. you will not find me at the gym in the middle of the summer. Well, yeah, when you're already hot, you don't yeah. want to sweat even more. That makes sense. So, yeah, I I feel like, well, my depression, I don't know. I, I've never been diagnosed, but I'm, I'm assuming it's my, depression. My seems like clinical sadness. Yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, it goes in waves. And I was talking to Amanda earlier, and, uh, you know, this week has been, it. it started off with, a little bit of a smack in the face from the married guy. Uh, the married it, guy. The married guy. So Monday night, Amanda and I were hanging out, and I was like, you know what? I've decided I'm not going to do it. I'm not feeling it. I don't like it. I'm not It wasn't do for it. you. It's yeah. Not, yeah. It's not for everybody. It's not. And I was, I was okay with it. So the next day, I deleted him on the app, and I erased his number. And a few minutes later, I get a text from him. Basically saying, like, I'm not feeling fireworks, uh, best and of luck. Yeah, you're like, oh. And I was just like, what the f-? You're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was about to ghost you. Yeah, but not not so much. Like, I think I felt like it was a mutual thing, yeah. which it was fine. It was unspoken. We didn't need to talk about it. But then with him coming along and saying, hey, just to let you know, we're not going to go on a date this week. And I was like, oh, shit, we were supposed to go on a date. But then, yeah, um, yeah, I was like, man, and that hurt. Uh so then also fun guy came back around fun guy which, which we need like a sound effect for fun guy <laughs> yeah. fun guy like we have a button on the board that's like fun guy fun guy fun guy yeah. but not like the mushroom like fun guy not fun uh, no. guy no that would give you the wrong idea mm, I mean, mushroom a little bit <laughs> um, <laughs> he's <gonna listen laughs> but it, you know it, he's he's so inconsistent that it's difficult to figure that situation out so then because I was dealing with the other, the, the rejection from the married guy, and then fun guy came around, and it was so inconsistent, the communication. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, my mind. I can't handle this. And I overanalyze, overthink, and do all those things. And I was telling Amanda earlier that all of a sudden, I hit a moment of clarity and calmness. I love that. Which is always so amazing, because when you're someone who is so anxious all the time and so emotional to not have those moments of feeling that way and and it's kind of i'm i'm riding that wave i'm kind of coasting right now on it but um i wish i could feel it all the time yeah i mean but if you felt it all the time it wouldn't be as special i so guess like, so but maybe more it would be frequently. normal i feel like if i could feel it more often than i do yeah, the anxiety that would be but nice. um if you felt it all the time like 
think about it, it would just be your normal. So yeah. then what would your peaks of happiness look like? You'd be, Christmas would be the only time that you're like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm happy. Because if, it, yeah. if you were like that all the time, I almost feel like it would be boring. Yeah. I don't well, know. What sadness look like when you're like that all the time? That's a good point. Uh, but I feel like you're kind of feeling the same way. Yeah, I'm on a roller coaster. I just feel like I've been giving back to the universe more. I'm trying to like not sound like stupid, but no, it's, <laughs> but yeah, like it's legit. I don't know. I'm just like thinking about how my words affect people. I'm going out of my way to make sure that you know, if I'm thinking about someone, I text them. Hey, just was thinking about you. Hope you're doing okay. Like I've done that mm-hmm. two or three times this week. That's great. Just like randomly someone popped in my head and I was like, oh, a good memory of us. And then I was just like, hey, how are you doing? I don't know. And I mean like the foster dog, I just really needed something to give back. So, and this past weekend we registered voters. That was fun. That is important. And this weekend I am text phone banking. Oh, awesome. So I'm going to be texting people to remind them to register to vote because deadlines are coming up in certain states and there's a lot of elections that are like really, really close or going to be really close this year. So I'm just like doing my part because I feel like in 2016, I didn't try very hard. I just like, I'm going to vote. Well, then I I was like, this year I feel like messed up things would be in 2016. Yeah, that's true. But like, I just feel like I beat myself up now because I didn't do more than I should have, or I didn't volunteer ever or because I was just defeated. Yeah. But how old were you at the time? How old am I now? No one. 25. So I was like like 22 or 21. Yeah. 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 But I was like a big Bernie fan. So when Bernie lost, I was like, fuck Hillary. Well, and I think that happened to people. They kind of lost their fire and their passion for it. Yeah. So I was just kind of burned out and I was like, well, I'll vote. Yeah. Meh. It's, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I've been feeling good about the choices that I'm making to where usually I think back at the things I say and the things I do and I overthink it. And I'm like, Amanda, like you fucking suck. <laughs> like that wasn't nice. Yeah. Blah, 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 all this stuff. So I don't know. I'm trying to give back to the universe as much as I can. I, I think that is a great way to. It's the rocks, of, the magic spiritual oh, rocks, yes. crystals that we got. Crystals. We, we went to a crystal shop and just were like, we need rocks. And they were like, they're crystals. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you need to enter this way. Then yeah. you need to exit that way. Here's the proper procedure. There were so many rules. Yeah, I was not, like, mm, you're ruining my crystal experience. Yeah. It was like, I was hoping to have sort of a, you know, ex- whole experience here. And now you're making it weird. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> other than that, I'm not done a whole lot besides working. I did get my eyelashes done. Yeah. They look great. I think they look the same. I mean, your makeup is uh, on point, so I feel like, you know. Yeah, but it was a w- odd experience in itself, like getting your eyelashes done for the first time. A lot of people do it twice a month, which I think That's is excessive. It took two hours. Damn, okay. Yeah, and it's just like them pulling like back your eyelid and poking it with this metal tweezer thing mm-hmm. to put the glue you know, like oh, eyelash, gotcha. glue, 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 and then put the eyelashes on it. And then it's just like, when you try and open your eye, the girl had like glued part of my eye closed. So I was, <laughs> so and was this like was her first time. It was her first time? I was her second client. Oh, she was trying. Okay. She was like brand new. That's why you got a deal. Yeah. Okay. So I was just like trying to pry my eye open and I was like, <gasps> like, that's a lot of pain. Yeah. But then when they were like, hey, what size do you want? There's like natural 
out of the town, sexy, the town. and then Ooh. diva glam. And I was like, well, sexy looks okay. Like I'll go with sexy. Cause it's like cat eyes more at the end than in the middle. And they're like long. And when she was putting them in, she's like, oh, these are shorter than your actual eyelashes. I was like, what? So like mullet situation happened. <laughs> yeah. So she was just like, we're going to have to take the first one off, which is like not a big deal. It just hurt like a little bit. And I was like, I'm so afraid. <laughs> and then she put on the diva glam. So. You are so diva glam. I'm so diva that glam right now. Sums you up. But it's just like, I have really bad hair right now because I'm just like not taking care of my hair. You know, like I'm wow. just like not washing it, barely putting yeah. anything in I it. I feel like that's- Am I brushing it? it? You know, maybe. But then yeah. it's just like, you have like this shitty ponytail and then you have like diva glam eyelashes. But isn't that supposed to be the whole thing? Like you can wear sweats yeah. and not do your hair. And when you have diva glam eyelashes, exactly. who cares? I woke up like this. Yeah, like, oh, whatever. I'm just yeah. Just... And then the when I was leaving the lash studio, they were like, oh, you need to buy these like special mascaras and eyeliners and products and stuff because i was like mm, no i don't and they're like well what do you use to take your makeup off and i was like uh a makeup eraser and then they literally were like you can't use that i was like okay and then i won't no matter what you mentioned they'd be like yeah no 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 so no she, then she would like pulled out which if i had the piece of paper i would show it to you um this piece of paper and she's like this right here this product it's like similar to a magic eraser but it's like um made special for these eyelashes and i was like mm, okay and then she showed me a sample of it and i was like bitch this is a magic eraser so were you saying magic eraser, like the Mr. Clean magic no, eraser? No, 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 Okay, I was like- um, Oh, makeup eraser. Oh my God, I'm saying okay. magic eraser. It's a makeup <laughs> eraser, guys. I'm imagining like- You're like, bitch, you're taking your makeup off with bleach? I'm like, those things work well in the bathtub. Yeah, that, I mean- That cap on the eyeliner don't come off, okay? You need magic eraser. Like, but like, it was those makeup erasers. Yeah, wow. Like, I use like They're Lysol like to wipe off my makeup. And then I take a drink of bleach yeah. right before I go to bed. No, cleans it all right off. But like the makeup erasers, they're like the. Uh, Is it those cloths? Yeah, it's like a are, pink okay. cloth. Yeah. that you wipe your. I eyes. have one of those, but I you just get them wet and they make take your makeup off. Gotcha. But she like literally handed me the pink cloth, and uh -huh. I was like, "Which is just a makeup." remover yeah. like mm -mm. just like the one i have which is like oh no no this one's like specially formulated yeah, it's microfiber and and she's like flickering her blue eyelashes that are like four inches long and i'm like honey i'm not doing this again i liked the experience but it costs like 140 dollars normally and i only paid 20 Damn. for the you know because she was new and glued mm -hmm. my eye shut but i mean as soon as i got home at night i went to take my makeup off and like a couple fell off but she told me that was like, that's going to happen. But okay. they like are painful. They like go into your eye and poke your eye. Oh. Like, you know when you get an eyelash in your eye? Yeah. But it has fucking glue on it. Damn. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like, <gasps> I'm like closing my eye and it's just like stuck. I think it would be an interesting experience. Yeah, it's worth going. to try. Um, I'm finding though that when I put makeup on, that's... I I think you've been keeping up with your makeup, but I wear makeup maybe once every two weeks. During so, quarantine, it's been limited. It's like mine's like once a week now. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's like Fridays and Saturdays. But I feel like sometimes if I overdo it, I'm like, ooh, it's too much. Um, that like beginning of quarantine when we started having the video calls, I had to introduce myself to my markets and stuff at work. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, Amanda, get on the camera. And I'm like, okay. I had full face of glam and I looked like a prostitute. <laughs> like I had just not put makeup on for a long time. So I went like dark eyeshadow, glitter, like yeah. did really long lashes and like crazy eyeliner. And then I'm looking on the camera like I'm wearing pajamas. 
the fuck is my makeup so intense for? I looked insane. Everyone's looking at your face, not your clothes. They were like, Jesus Christ, as soon as you turn the camera on. Uh, But I I feel like uh, in the beginning I was wearing makeup and then I'd wear my masks. And then you realize people can only see your eyes. You save a lot of money on makeup. It's just kind of like, you know what? Never mind. I actually got this, this makeup that is green so oh. it takes the oh yeah, yeah it takes out, the redness out yeah and i love it because i feel like a, you should be using that yeah that's my big problem is my redness so then that and it's insane it. it's insane how well it works yes yeah i actually got some for sam for christmas last year oh nice yeah because i was like i know you're a boy but like try this yeah and he was like okay yeah but i feel like he's open to whatever yeah it was on queer eye like jonathan van ness was like telling these yes. dudes to put green makeup on exactly and they were like i I've never done this before. Yeah, I've never put like, sunscreen on before. God. Like, men don't make any sense to me. Like, take care of yourself. Yeah. Maybe give a shit about <sighs> your skin. Well, um. So, uh, we have a guest tonight, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it because I feel like she is an expert on a lot of things around dating, sexuality, and all of those things. She um, owns her own company. We'll probably talk a little bit about that. Um, and she's not only a motivational speaker, she is a sex talk educator, which I'm interested in finding out what that entails. Yeah. She's an author, a mother, and in addition to that, does a lot in the community and has clients that she works with in the music industry and all of that. It, I mean, it just seems like she does a lot, but I think that... She uh, she also authored a book on, um, let's see, working on another book of her dating chronicles. Another which, book. Yeah, so she's had a book and she's working on another book. And uh, I feel like if you're writing a book on your on the dating chronicles. They have to be good. Yeah, you probably have had some really good experience. So I'm looking forward to it because I can only tell so many stories about my dating life. I feel like, um, you know, there uh, some of the things that are happening in my dating life are just repeats of what's happened in the past. But yeah, uh, we're going to be talking to Lily in just a little bit. And uh, I think uh, we'll see what it happens. I mean, we haven't really planned out any specific questions to ask. I think we're just going to have a good old conversation because we were told that she has a big personality and I can appreciate a big personality because we got we got yeah. some of those in this room. And, yeah, are you talking about Mabel under the table? <laughs> my Whoa! little foster dog under the table? Is that, like, a little holiday thing? Like, Elf on the Shelf? Oh, my God, Mabel, Mabel under, under the, the table. table. Mm. She's probably shitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's a dog. She can do what she wants. How cute she is. We've been drinking some red wine. And Amanda made an incredible Beef and broccoli. Tonight. Beef and broccoli. Damn. You made a sauce. Yeah, it went with it. What what's the, what's the secret sauce that you made? Um, it's like little soy sauce, honey, ginger, garlic, um, sriracha, mm. that kind of stuff. That's some good stuff. Little rice vinegar, um, sesame oil. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, I should. Okay, I have. A, there are a few minutes uh, before we interview Lily, but. I want to talk a little bit about pizza again in Nashville. You did have pizza. I did have pizza. So Wednesday night I had a date and uh, we had talked about pizza prior to the date. So he was saying that this place called Midnight Oil has really good pizza. And he talked it up a good bit and he, he was kind of joking around about then he may have hyped it up a little too much. And he was very concerned about that. So we got there. 
The date was fine. He's a very nice person. I'm not quite sure how I feel about him, but yeah, it's a, we'll it see. was your first date. Yeah, it was a first date. I think he was shy. It's it's fine. But we went. Uh, we got the the breadsticks. Those were really good, but they were made. How do you fuck up breadsticks? Uh, Michelangelo's pizza. Michelangelo's pizza, they do that. But they made it fresh. So then they also have pizza slices, and I was super pumped for their buffalo chicken pizza. Then they also have a sweet heat pizza. Excited about that. So I got, in addition to the breadsticks, I was like, all right, I'm getting two big old slices. Yeah. Go big or We're doing this. And it's like two boots, I guess, kind of, where they take the slices and then they heat them. I'm finding that that's not my style. Yes, yeah, that's same. not how I roll because I need it to be fresh. And I could tell that the buffalo chicken pizza would have been good had it been part of a pizza. It had been reheated and it yeah, was a slice. I don't so like it leftovers. Was so just fine. The sweet heat was pretty good. You know, not the best pizza I've had in Nashville, but it was it was pretty decent. And I've been told that the Centennial, which is also in the Nations and is right around the corner from this Another place, pizza place, owned by the same people. No, it's more of like a wing place and a dive bar. I'm not about wings, though. Like, I'm, Oof. I'm one of those people that I'll crave a wing. Like, a, a wing. One wing, please. One wing, I'll take please. A, one wing. No, I'll crave wings, but then I go and I like eat one. I'm like, mm, I'm not craving them anymore for Damn. a year. Like, oh man, like I never am thinking about wings. Pizza and wings. My Maybe God. it's just I don't have. I've never had like really good wings. Well, so I, I mean, he claims that these are the best wings he's had in Nashville. But again, I is mean, that saying much? It's not really saying much. But anyway, but just We're doing get another shit on that. Just doing another <laughs> pizza review. I uh, I would say Midnight Oil probably get a fresh pizza. I have faith that that would be delicious. Yeah. Their sliced pizza. Can you order it to go? Because I almost Probably, feel like if you could yeah. get like a full za to go, yeah. you know, like a big old pizza to go, then it would be fresh. That would be the way to go. And that takes us right to the time is to call Lily. Lily. What's Lily's last name? Mac. Mac. She sounds like a musician. Like she already. does. Well, I mean, it's probably like some sort of. Do you, I'm thinking Lily Allen. All right, I'm going to try to make this work. Last week I was having some issues, or the week before. All right. There you go, it's ringing. Wow. First try. I know. I think I've done this before. Hello. Hey, is this Lily? This is she. Hey, how's it going? It is going randomly. Oh. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. Uh, well, first of all, answering the call and uh, <laughs> yeah, agreeing to that be doesn't happen all the time on our podcast. Uh, I'm Kelly, and this is Amanda. And uh, Hello. we are. It, it's so nice to meet you. We were talking a little bit about uh, some of the things we've been told about you, but if you don't mind, kind of starting things off and telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, obviously, my name is Lily. That is me. She is I. Um, I am, I wouldn't even call myself a jack of all trades. I just kind of say that I'm a specialist in doing the most. So we're just going to uh, preface that by saying I have a foundation to where my company does a lot of stuff. So I'm the CEO of Black Sheep Society Enterprises. Um, founder, founded it in uh, 2012. Uh, we are a management and consulting firm. We manage artists, musicians, models businesses, um, brands, public figures, any 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 person in the gambit we met. Um, and then we do consulting. And and within that umbrella we have accounting firms, brokerage firms, and like I said, your regular mundane management team. And then on top of that I'm a 
I'm a single mother of four children. Wow. And, yes, that's kind of why I'm out of breath right now. Um, <laughs> single mother of four children. And then I have a new, I have a community service effort um, where I go out and not only do I teach the youth about uh, financial and accounting services, but I also uh, do sexual freedom education for the people in Nashville. So that's pretty much the gambit of what I got going on. Oh, I so that's yeah, that's all. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you stay very busy. Which, yeah. uh, it, it seems like that is just per- part of your personality. You can't sit still. That is very true. I can't, I cannot sit still. I had a, a colleague that actually DM'd me last night at 2.30 in the morning on, on Facebook. <laughs> she said, oh. she's worse than I am. And she goes, do you ever sleep? And I just immediately said, no. Oh my no, gosh. I don't sleep. Wow. <laughs> no. Okay. No. I mean, I'm impressed already. So yeah, you got the hustle like yeah. naturally. Oh I love my that. God, the hustle is in me. It is a thing. Yeah. It is a thing. So you are, um, you promote um, sexual awareness and things like that. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about that. What is sort of the messaging behind that, or what are what are your thoughts? Well, my messaging behind that is first of all. I'm in a state in the United States that's considered the South. And I was very surprised to kind of find that even in this day and age, people are still afraid to date online. You know, like, I'm like, we can't even date online. And and you want to talk about sex and sexuality. Mm. We are way, way at the other end of that spectrum. So I decided to kind of, I started out with, a a social experiment because I've been single for three years and I called it dating app chronicles. Mm -hmm. And so what I would do was I was, I would go on different dating apps and I would go on dates and I would chronicle them on social media. And I would kind of make light of the situation. Uh, Me being a black woman going on the first date with, with a white guy, you know, how was that? How, how was Hunter? You know, what do you listen to? What playlist do you play when you're going on a date with Hunter? You know, like I, I put that type of stuff on social media and I, I grew a following just because I made it okay for a woman in her late thirties that's a single mom, that's a businesswoman to kind of be on a, on a, you know, a dating website. And so from there, um, I partnered with a um, salon in the Mecca of East Nashville, which is a hot spot in Nashville. And I would once a month go out and invite the community to come and we would have, you know, food, day drinking. I don't drink, but I would allow day drinking for other people because, you know, day drinking is cool for some people. Yeah. So we would have that and we would sit around and we would have a topic. And it was basically to promote the first of all openness of sexuality no matter what your sexuality is you should be okay with it that's one and two you should not be living underground with your sexuality Mm -hmm. i found that even with the lgbtq community which i was a proponent for 
bringing my children to, you know, Nashville Pride Day. Like, I, I always tell my kids, it's the happiest place on earth. I'm telling you, you cannot find a happier place on earth than a Pride Festival. Oh, for it's sure. Rainbows, there mm-hmm. are there are feathers everywhere. There's wings and dogs with makeup. It's amazing. So it's like the happiest place on earth. But yet, outside of these these gated walls, you still have people literally outside picketing and and throwing hate. And you're like, what? You know, like yeah. Just, like, how can you look a man, look look at a man like full feathers, rainbow, head to toe, glitter, and be mad at that? I want to squash their, their. You could tell they're like, happy. Why would you want to shit on them? He's got like that? a belly full of fur. Like, come on now. He yeah. Living his best life. All right. So you know to see that and to and to have my children who kind of grew up in this, I guess you could call it a strange environment because their mother is just like letting them experience all types of different diversities mm-hmm. and so my my kids especially my younger kids they don't understand why people are upset you know outside of these gated walls when they are getting their face painted and getting balloons and there's like glitter confetti everywhere and it's amazing <laughs> and so so I took that upon myself to say okay this even if it's just me mm-hmm. this has got to change and so I would have these meetings once a month and it would start with maybe one or two people coming. And right before COVID hit, we actually had like about 10 people in this room. And the, the subject was your first sexual experience and then your first true sexual experience. Wow. So we kind of went through the gambit of, you know, men finding out when they were gay. And then men finding out that they were they were always gay. But huh, I wonder what it's like to be with a woman. Mm-hmm. Like we had like this conversation was wide open, let me tell you. And you know, and you're looking at, you know, I'm looking at my co host because he is the most androgynous, just gorgeous piece of man cake I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and and what he said to me that he had been with a woman and not just, you know, it's just he had had a sexual experience with a woman. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I was like, tell me the tea, honey. I want to hear the tea. So I was just blown away by that. But what happened was we all kind of grew closer because it opened it up for a lot of the men to kind of say they had had a somewhat, as men would call it, a suspect situation happen. And, you know, they either liked it, they didn't like it, whatever they did with it. But what I tried to tell them is that that's okay. You know, sexuality yeah. is fluid, just mm-hmm. like love is fluid. You know, you just kind of, you know, back, way back in the ancient times, I always try to tell people everybody was having sex with everybody. Okay. It was <laughs> just all about making babies and feeling the love. And so that's kind of where we should be mentally you know in our mentality we should be there nowadays if we should just be like listen there's a lot of crap going on in the world we can at least make a little love you know so yeah. it, who matters what what matter it doesn't matter what the gender is it doesn't matter what your gender is just lay up underneath somebody and and, and let the tension go you know and so that's what i kind of try to you know let these younger people know because these are these or younger than me. I mean, I am 39 years old. I'm talking to 20 year old, <laughs> 21 year old. My daughter is 20. Oh wow! And last year she had a college course, um, 
psychology college course for sexuality. And she comes in my room with her little book open and she's like, Mom, don't I have a whole chapter on orgasms? Like, this is like the strangest thing. And I'm like, talking to 19 year old about orgasms. <laughs> like, it's like the craziest like conversation, but that's the type of relationship that I, I want to leave open for the masses. Yes. So that's kind of how that got started. And it, it's grown to be a pretty interesting piece because um, it's, it's taken me into some lanes that I almost felt like I kind of didn't know I was going to go into. I've, I've been approached by adult, um, adult sex industry um, companies um, to where they want me to lead their uh, gay and bisexual men uh, line of models. And so I, I agreed to that. So we're like doing that. That's like a new thing that's happening. Whoa. Like, yeah. right now. I'm like, okay. Like, Add I'm that to the list. Up. Yeah. I know I'm going to be a mistress. Like, <laughs> I'll go <through> that. <laughs> and so, and, and, and then I also got into some interesting, just random information, almost about how the, the underground sex trade is run in Nashville, and we're talking about trafficking and not trafficking. Oh, Everybody thinks of trafficking of like girls and stuff like that. It is really rampant where they traffic boys and gay men. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yes, it's really like a thing in Kentucky. Wow. And so, um, and I just stumbled upon like a conversation of a conversation and somehow I got this 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 whole like underground situation. I'm like, what do I do with this information? Mm-hmm. And so now I'm kind of speaking out in my talk with the community about, especially when gay men and bisexual men or bi-curious men come, I try to be that motherly figure to them because it is a lot of, as, as my co-host calls them, succulent out there in the community. And they shake their money around, and then these guys end up in bad, bad situations. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, so, you have to think about it. They probably don't have as strong, like, of mother figures because – I mean, that's not, right. I'm not like stereotyping everybody in the South, but not, they, right. their parents might not necessarily be okay with it, Ab- especially absolutely. since masculinity is so um, prideful in the South, like yeah. right. not necessarily anywhere right. in the country, but in the South, especially oh, yeah. being a man absolutely. is very important. Yes. So their parents might not be yes. there for them anymore. Right. Absolutely. And that's what I, that's what I've run across. And I really think that's why that adult entertainment company kind of reached out to me for that, that particular niche of models um, because they want somebody she kind of explained to me is that you know to see a strong woman but you know we're used to seeing a woman in the sex industry like with whips and chains and all this stuff hanging off of them but you you just kind of rule the roofs you know and she's like you know that's what we need we need to see that and we need kind of like to change the narrative of the adult film industry. So yeah. I said, okay, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's see what this is. And my PR director is like, yes, <laughs> what this is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome that you guys are so passionate about it. Now I have a question I for know. you. Um, yeah. I was driving through, you know, bumblefuck tennessee today um i had had to drive it was it was a drive yeah like halfway to knoxville and along the way there's so many like adult stores that i almost feel like are so um intimidating 
Like when something yeah. says like adult store, like porn all over the walls and stuff, it's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's scary to want to walk inside one of those places. And it kind of shames you before you walk in. So, and I see that more in the South than I think I see in the North. I think yeah. in the North, it's more acceptable to be like, oh, this is a sex shop. Uh, it's called like candies, right. but it's like cute right. boutique-y. <laughs> yeah. You know, they have vibrators. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a there's like a size zero woman inside that's going to tell you about your G-spot. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's in it. there. But like when you go to these places in the South, I kind of want to do a video where we go to one just because yeah. like they're so intimidating. I went to one in high school and- they were like, oh, yeah, we have, like, a 15-inch dildo. Like, and that they were, like, priding themselves in. And I'm like, no <laughs> one's buying that. I don't know why yeah, you're... Like, they probably like, had it for know, a while. You know, just like me. I'm like, who's doing that? And it's double-edged? Like, who's yeah, doing exactly. That? So, like, what is your opinion on stuff like that? Like, um, on a... Like, for you being involved in the adult industry now, do you think that it's, like, right. too uh, aggressive, I guess? I think I think exactly how you how you explained it is exactly what it is. I think the stereotype that you have and that level of fear is is what you should have for those particular um, shops in certain cities and certain like you know that that one high sign off of the highway. Yeah, you know, like you said, in bump and bumfuck Tennessee somewhere. <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be in that one. That's not the one you want to go to. And I yeah. say that to say because. That's where the sex trafficking is done at. Oh dang! That, that and, makes sense and truck, though. And truck stops. Oh, to be yeah. honest, I, well, I, like I don't even put like put two and two together because but if, me, I, I would have just walked into the store and been like, yeah, I just was came in for funsies, and then next thing I know, I'm in involved in something that I don't want to be. But if you think about exactly. it, if, if you're in a, an area that's open minded and open to those types of you know talking about sexuality, being fluid, being open mm-hmm. about it, then that's a more inviting environment than some place where people aren't dealing with their realities. They're probably, you know, fearing their sexuality. And, you know, if they feel a certain way, then yeah, they're probably doing a lot of shady shit in those areas. Yeah. I guess I just didn't think about that. Cause I'm like, how do these places make money? How do they stay open? Because you have a warehouse that is 5,000 square feet. How are you selling anything? That 15-inch dildo is not They're sold. They're not selling anything. What? There is a lot of stuff going on behind Dang. that black curtain. Dang, yeah. So that, that there is, is a lot, And there are a, lot of, there are a lot of high high officials and paying people who are funding these places and keeping them open so they can be behind that black curtain. Yeah, that's the shit we don't think about. Damn. We look away, it we're is. eating our food, yeah. and we're like, oh, everything's great, but then it's like behind your back. There's some shit going on. It is some, it is some lurid, just crazy, crazy stuff going on in, in places like that. And, and, you know, and I have, again, like I said, I have guys that have come to me and told me, you know, about certain situations and things of that nature. And I think that's why this, this company wants to kind of change that narrative. They're in Atlanta, so they're in the South, but even still, it's a it's a bigger area. But however, Atlanta gets a bad rap for having down low, you know, in the closet gay men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have to change a bunch of narratives. You know, they have to make it okay for those gay men to come out of the closet. And then they kind of have to take the stigma off of Atlanta that every single male is that way, you know. And even if they were that way, What's so wrong with that? You know, uh, mm-hmm. what was that um, that Netflix show uh, where they were um, 
you know, behind the, the, the little wall and they were all dating behind this wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Yes, love is blind. Yes, and love is blind. what was his name? Carl, whatever. He, yes. was, he was gay. Oh, yes. yeah. And it, was, and it was so crazy that he was so terrified mm -hmm. to tell her that he was he was bisexual, that he was fluid. And when he finally, I mean, you tell somebody you're in love with somebody, you would think you can tell them anything. Yeah. And when he finally rolled, rolled it out, like, he went off. And I'm like, okay, first of all, there's a way to kind of receive information like that. Mm -hmm. Not saying that you're supposed to be like, okay, cool. You know, everybody's not going to be like that. No, but, but yeah. you kind of have to see it from the outside looking in. That's mm -hmm. one. And then two, you kind of have to tell somebody, you know, I'm upset because you kind of took my choice away. Like, you didn't give me all the information for mm -hmm. me to make a logical choice on. So I'm mad at that. But don't just, I mean, she just ripped him a new yeah, one. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And it was just so, for me watching that, I was so disgusted watching that because that is like a normal occurrence, yeah. you know, in, in, in this world. And it shouldn't, it really shouldn't be like that. And like you said, you know, New York, Maybe California, maybe even Vegas. They they might not have to deal with too much of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's more states in this union that people are literally, I mean, just underground. Like they are like not telling people what they got going on. And and that really breeds a dangerous situation, to be honest with you. Yes. If you could be out in the open then you don't have to worry about doing stuff that's illegal. You know, if you were accepted, if there was a, a level of acceptance, then you could kind of just do you, you know. But, yeah. you know, when you have to go and cruise in the park for, you know, a little uh, pay for play, you know, uh -huh. that, that's like a whole nother situation. And it makes so you think of all the male aggression that is out there. And it's like if oh, if, yes. if they could just be living their truth and – being fluid and being who they are because I think we've talked on this show before everyone's a little gay probably yeah. everyone is a little gay Come yeah I mean it, and everybody's a little attractive yeah <laughs> yeah and and so you know for all of these you know, with this toxic masculinity and it's you have to be this type of guy or else you'll be made fun of or you'll be excluded or you know the number of things then maybe that is why men act out the way that they do yeah i almost yeah. wish that they understood that like being fluid is hot like <laughs> yeah. i was at an event this past weekend and this man was wearing a shirt that said um trans people are real like it was just kind of like yeah acknowledging that the trans community was important mm -hmm. and then he had like a shirt on yeah. that said like or a hat that said um support black women and I was like, I don't know why, but I'm like oddly attracted to this guy. He's just an average looking guy, but it's just like everyone at the event was like, that guy is so hot. <laughs> but we were all just like, why? It's just like, but it was just because he was so open-minded. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. It's the freedom. It's the freedom. Mm -hmm. And that it's kind of a level of attraction that's like that. Like I, me being a manager, you know, I've been in a lot of um, interesting environments. Um, where we've done concerts and stuff. And we did one concert at this uh, hemp um, store in, in Nashville called Lab Canna. And it was like a small back room, but it was really set up nice. So you could fit about maybe 50 people in there. So we were all kind of packed in there like sardines. Mm -hmm. And it's mainly just 
the blurs and blurs is black nerds so it's like you <laughs> uh-huh. know these kids with like little bands on and rolled up tight jeans and you know you're like okay you're a granola so it was like <laughs> a bunch of these, you know it's a bunch of granolas in the room and then here comes i i kid you not she had to been like six four six five fell she had on uh she had on a leather skirt. She had on some high heel boots and like a little cami. And, and she had her hair was long and flowy and she was trans. And I just, in this sea of people, I went up to her and I was like, yes, honey. And mm-hmm. she was, she was white. And she came in with a granola black guy with a duck tail braid all the way down to his ass. I was oh like, okay, my. what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> he was it's like fashion, five okay? Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Look at y'all. Like, what kind of match is this? Yeah. But I was so enamored with her. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, yes. And we exchanged information. And she was so enamored with me. And she was just like, oh my God, you got pink hair? And you're just so extra? Like, <laughs> so we were like, you know, it was, and it was a rare thing to see in Nashville, let me tell you. So we yeah. really were like, oh, let's be friends. You're my best friend now. Okay. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to live together and I'm going to braid your hair. <laughs> so it is it is like the law of attraction to see something like she just girl honey just walking this you the only white face in this sea of black people girl let it let it out, girl. Let it out. Yeah. and you know what and what's funny is nobody nobody said anything to her nobody gave her a look yeah. nobody even tripped off of her at all and i was like this and, you know, that's why I say Black Chief Society is a movement. I'm like, these are my people. Oh, man. That's so true. I think when you were talking earlier about how you're raising your children, something we've talked about on this show is about how excited we are for the next generation of people to grow up and become yeah. the leaders in our society yeah. because they are being, a lot of them are being raised to understand sexuality and be mm-hmm. open about it and have a more open mind to a lot of things. So I think the fact that you're raising your children that way is, it's so important because it is going to make a better society. We're going to have a better situation for everyone because we'll be more accepting of differences. And it just does, it takes too much energy to give a shit about what someone else is doing with their life. Like I have so little energy to give I need to divide it between the things that make me happy, the things that make me productive, and the things like I give back to society with. Mm-hmm. I don't right. have time to give a shit about these little things. So that's like I went home to my hometown, and they just gave a shit about so much about what other people were doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you have time or energy to even function? Like, you care that I have a gay rights sticker on my car to the point where you're going to call me derogatory names that took a lot of energy for you to just have the balls to come up to me and say that. So I'm looking at you like, I hear you, but also the fuck is your problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter, again, you know, she's my oldest. She's 20 now. She just turned 20. And I had her on Mother's Day. So she's a Mother's Day baby. Um, yes. And so, and it's so, it's so interesting how, like when I was her age, my parents were so closed off and closeted with just telling me anything. So I was so curious for knowledge. I mean, look at me now. I was so curious to know <laughs> what the hell was going on with everything. 
But I found a porn collection. I found the little, you know, Saturday Night Special gun. I found the old, <laughs> like, Tracy Lords and legal shit. Like, I found all the stuff that I wasn't supposed to find in the mm-hmm. house. And so I kind of had a, a very early experience with my sexuality because I was looking for it. I was looking to see what the hell is going on. Why are people talking about stuff like this? Now, I kept my virginity for a while, but I still was sexual, you know. And so mm-hmm. I look at my daughter. And she actually has the opposite thing going on because she's raised around someone who is so accepting and has put her in an environment where she's kind of been exposed to a lot of different things that she doesn't go looking for it. Yeah. Like she rather be in the house. She has her own place. She'd rather be in the house with her little uh, kitten mm-hmm. and laid up like watching YouTube all day. Like she, she has her own place and she's 20. And, like, she literally just had her first kiss, like, a year ago. Like, and then she called me. She's like, oh, this kiss, it was so weird. (laughs) (laughs) She's like a true child because she was raised a certain way. She doesn't, all her other family members that are her age are already having their first kid, you know. And so, and to her, she's just like, listen, I can barely raise this cat, okay. (laughs) I'm like one now, you know. And so, I think that that opposite Lip on things is like you know people these kids are like going searching for stuff because their parents aren't having conversations with them and then they're hearing stuff like tidbits at school and you got people like doing things like fingering and and then and then that just rolls into a whole nother conversation I, and that this is probably why she still hasn't done anything my 20 year old we kind of traumatized her in the in the birds and the bees talk <laughs> I, just, I don't think she's ever gonna like live that down i mean being like you know her age 13 and she's sitting in the middle of a room with my ex-husband me and my current boyfriend at the time and we're like okay we're gonna you about the birds and the bees and me as her mom i'm just trying to give her open communication to say if anything happens you could come talk to me yeah and her dad is like listen don't let anybody stick their head in okay if they say they want to stick the head in don't let them do it. I'm looking at like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Honestly, I'm here like, stick a head in. What is that? Oh, wait. Never mind. He's so like, what is the head? He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, little oh, fat boy. Like God, to say they yes. want to stick the head in. And you can get pregnant from that. And That's I'm like. good advice. You got to be careful. Yeah. Like, his route is like, <laughs> if you do this, you will get pregnant and you yeah. will die. Like, and it's I'm just like, at, scaring. Like, yeah. <laughs> The wheels have definitely gone off. You know, the, we're off the train conversation. Um, I think we're going to all get together and us adults are going to kind of go back to the drawing board and reassess. And then we're going to come back and try this again. We're not going to wing it next time. Like it's improv comedy and you're like, I don't know where right. we're going with yeah. this. I don't know where we're heading with this. Like we're going to map this out about. next time. But you know what? I can appreciate you going and just being straightforward because I was doing the whole like puberty talk in fourth grade. I was the only girl like in my class. So I was like the one they were talking to. But then when I had questions, no one had answers. It's like I asked, okay, well, what is the point of my period? Like, why do I have to have one? Do boys have one? And they were just like, mm, no, that's just not how it works. And I went to a Catholic school. So it's just like, everyone was just like stifling sexuality so much that I just kind of yeah. reached out and I was like, what is this? Uh, <laughs> Let me yeah, the shit fact out. that you had to have like permission slips 
just for them to show us a cartoon with little sperm exactly and around and little wedding yeah. dresses and, and the fact that people could opt out of that is kind of fucked up like well, and yeah. the fact that they still split us between boys and girls like the boys go in this room and the girls go yeah. in this room and i'm like yeah the boys don't get to know about periods and they should know, they, like, yeah they need to know all of that and stuff. stuff and yeah you know like we don't know about, and us girls don't get to know about like uncircumcised penises and how terrifying that is to see for the first <laughs> yeah. time in your life. That, that, that'll give you nightmares. <laughs> that is quite a shocker. And you're like, what? what's At the age of 21? You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah, you're like, but it's not normal. They don't have those where I come what from. What's wrong yeah. with you? Why are there two different colors? <laughs> so, something I'm wondering. Uh, Kind of going back to when you said that you've been single for three years, I would like to know, this is kind of a, there are a few things to this question. So what is, what is your reason behind not having dated for three years? And also what are your preferences? Are you interested strictly in men? Are you fluid in that area of your life? Tell us more. Well, I like this. First of all, I, I feel like it's part of my brand now that I am a serial dater. That's why I like to say um, that I'm a serial dater. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. Two, I'm kind of in that point of my life where I've tried a bunch of shit out in my 20s. <sighs> and now I'm kind of trying some different shit out in my, <laughs> in my almost 40s. Yeah. So I, I dabbled around with a poly situation because I could do that. Just mm-hmm. simply because I could do it. It wasn't even like I wanted to do it. It just so happened that I was serial dating and I'm very, you know, I'm an oversharer. And so everybody knew that I was dating everybody, you know, like <laughs> at least four or five guys. They were all CEOs and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Nice. And because they're CEOs and because they run stuff, you know, and they're socialized or whatever they were, but these are like high society type black guys at that. Mm-hmm. They got into like this territorial type of situation, like, you know, I don't want to stop you from doing you, but I need to know where I fit in this plan. And so I'm like, you know what? You're right. So here's what we're going to do. This is a chess board, okay? And you all are going to have, you're going to be a chess piece on my board. And they were down for that. I had a pawn. I had a bishop. I had a rook. And then I had a king. Ooh. And so I had four, I had four guys and even it, it trans, it transpired into my dating app chronicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, one was called the benefactor, you know, one was called the sloppy kisser. They all had one, you know, <laughs> the sloppy and then I got, I got, I got so tired of that. Like, after, cause you know, you're a busy woman and then you got like five men and you're like, okay, all right. All right. Everybody I, calm down. I am. I've not been there, but I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, like I haven't had sex in four years. So at that time I was kind of, I wasn't even using the term celibate. I hate that word celibate. I just kind of was waiting. That's why I was saying I was waiting for the right situation. And so I'm still waiting. But I wasn't even kissing. I wasn't doing any heavy petting. Like, I wasn't even going to take myself to any type of level. And a lot of these guys, you know, it felt like because they were my boyfriend of the four or five that it was of them that, you know, well, who's going to be number one? Who's going to get it? And I'm like, well, whoever has earned the right 
to say that I'm going to let them take me to the next plane and dimension of this world. And so that just kind of threw them way off. And they're like, okay, I'm terrified of whatever dangerous <laughs> situation you've got going on in your underpants. But, you know, and so it just kind of didn't work out. And so I kind of dropped off maybe three of the five. You know, there's always a straggler. So there's a straggler. Yeah. You know, the sloppy, it's a sloppy kisser. He's off the it had to be that one. Yeah. You're like, yeah, great. I can't take his ass. I'm yeah. like, come on, guys. I haven't talked to you in 45 days. Leave me alone. <laughs> and, so, and then, so because I have not been intimate in three to four years when it comes to women, <laughs> and I had a guy ask me this too, like, you know, what do you find attractive in women? I said, I'm like, so like a dirty old man like I am such like I want a ratchet nasty woman like I want her to have like tight clothes on and like half dressed just sloppy just a sloppy just <laughs> filthy just like I got snatched her up out of the you know out of the club type of just ugh. like you know nice. I, that's the type of woman that I'm attracted it's the weirdest thing hey. and and I'm very handsy like I want to like I'm only I'm so sexual when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of just want to fuck. You know, like, that's all I want. I don't want to, you know, women are crazy. I don't need all of that. They bring in the U-Haul you know, on the yeah. second date. I was told that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't need all that jibber-jabber. <laughs> yeah, they're not up for playing chess. I don't need all of that. Okay? <laughs> Their wedding has been planned on it. Pinterest for some months. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. Don't care to Pinterest bore with me. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, and so because of that, you know, I just kind of stayed in this like open dating pool. Um, and so I have what my friends like to call situationships. So I have guys that have like this tie into me, but like if they go somewhere with me and like another one of our, my guys shows up and they kiss me, you just have to deal with it. Mm, like, yeah. it's, you know, I, I, as I told one of my um, workers, I said, I am for the people, okay? <laughs> I, am for, I am, everybody can have a piece of me, you know? Like, I am for the people. I am not for just one person. Wow. So um, people just kind of get that about me. I'm just kind of like doing my, my thing. And yeah, so yeah, I am, I'm, I'm into kind of slutty women or you know at least they gotta appear to be slutty in some form of fashion and then i like them to be i'll play off of that um question that i see a lot on social media right now is that everybody gets pissed about cardi b's wop song okay like everyone's Mm -hmm. so pissed about it i don't know why but me and kelly were talking and it's kind of like an anthem you know like it kind it of, is. like, is, like, a powerhouse. Like, this mm-hmm. makes me feel really good about myself listening yeah. to this song. Like, I don't understand is. why Fox and Friends is so offended. Well, are you shocked that they're offended Fox. by yeah, that? I mean, like, right. I'm just They're saying, the like, people who are closeted gay. <laughs> I'm just, what is your opinion on, like, yeah. I don't That's know. Why. Yeah, exactly. But, like, why are people so afraid of the word pussy? Like, why are people so yeah. afraid of and women's sexuality? But, like, a man is okay. Like, yeah. that's, like, that's like, acceptable. It's like the uncomfortable term voice. Like, people get freaked out by the word voice. I, I think because wet and pussy, first of all, they all have that hard, like, sound to them. Yeah. And it kind of gives you, it gives you almost like a visualization. It's almost that's like true. saying hard cock. Mm. Like, you know, penis sounds so medical. Yeah. 
but cop is so dirty. But it's the same thing, you know, like, you know, it's the way that that, that hard C, that hard S throws people off. And then me, where I'm coming at is I'm so outside of the box. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at WAP and I'm like, okay. And then I see a, I see a um, rendition of a bunch of gay guys, like killing it. Yes. <laughs> and I shared that on Facebook and I'm like, yes, honey. Like, <laughs> That's what that's what that song was made for. Yes, like people to do that. Yeah, like embrace (laughs) that. Yeah, because it's almost like a mentality. Yeah, it is. It's a mentality. It's not necessarily about the sexuality behind the song. It's literally just about like feeling empowered. Yeah, and I don't understand why people aren't getting that from that. Yeah, it is because people are so literal. Yeah, it's a very empowering song to say. I gotta wear this pussy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. guys are around here like texting it to you. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I think people are getting bent out of shape for no reason. And I honestly think that I I really hope that this is we see more of that. Yeah, because you hear so many rap songs and so many different songs of men describing certain yes. things, and there are not yes. enough of women speaking out and saying, "No, you're gonna get on your knees. You're gonna take care of me. You're gonna do this." Like that. And it's so funny how when Cardi B announced or the announcement was made that she was getting divorced from her husband, then people really vilified WAP. They're like, oh, you know, yeah. that's why you lost the husband because that's how you got him. Exactly. And it's like, first of all, let's be clear. Okay. <laughs> yes, she got him with her WAP. However, <laughs> he grew his entire with her WAP. Okay. Mm-hmm. She still net probably double what he net. Definitely. In any given day, okay, she's gonna have to pay him support <laughs> because of that wop. That wop <laughs> is worth a lot of fucking money. Okay, yeah. let's, yes. be, let's be clear. That is very true. <laughs> that is. Let's be real clear. Let's be real clear. Yeah, and the, the first thing that they assumed was that she cheated on him. Like that was the articles yeah. I was reading. That was like she probably hoed around, and oh, that's God. why they got a divorce yeah, because, because she was cheating on she him. She talks about sex, so obviously, yeah, like he yeah. openly he cheated, cheated on, her. on her. Yeah, and she basically, yeah. I, I saw something yesterday where she was like, he. I could have let him do it again. I could have let him continue to do what he did, but I decided to stop it. And that's, so. I appreciate her. People give shit on Cardi B, but no. I think she's women empowerment. I honestly, like, a good figure for women empowerment. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's, and it's so funny because her songs and she's a stripper and everything about her persona and her brand is so opposite of her real personality, if that makes sense. I've mm-hmm. seen Cardi B live stream herself eating fried chicken. And oh. I swear she looks like a 12-year-old. Like, <laughs> there, drinking Kool-Aid, putting hot sauce on her chicken with these long-ass nails on. And she's like, <laughs> you know, like it's hot. And she's eating corn. And she's talking about how yeah. corn makes her get shit. And I'm like, I'm like, she's such an adorable baby. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got her on the other hand, like talking with politics with Bernie Sanders. Like you're like, what the, what is going on in your head? And she does not give a fuck. Which is how she we should all be. Yeah. yeah and we need tattoos to say, what would Cardi B do? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I have always, I have always kind of enjoyed watching her just 
kind of go down a rabbit hole on a subject. I'm like, look at her though. She's so adorable. (laughs) So um, you were talking about uh, how you, what your outlook is on dating and all of that. And it seems Mm -hmm. like you are not one of those people who gets jealous. You're not seeking attention. You're not any of that stuff. So Usually we ask women, what is your crazy? What do people consider that thing that it's like, like this is too much? Yeah. But do you find that, that there are things, maybe you're a little too open? Do you find that, that people are afraid of that in a way? Or are they open to it? Yes, they are very afraid of it. I've had a guy, he's kind of been my relationship pen pal for probably the better of, almost two decades never met this guy in person i have known him since aol days okay in the chat room and he has stuck with me this entire time and he would tell me sometimes i would sit here and i'm like you know this guy would do x y and z and he would say to me you know you got to stop leading with your a game you got to kind of slide in with like a high c plus a low b you can't just be leading with your a game it's too much (laughs) <laughs> it's just too much and I and I, I tell you I have taken that with me for years I have it's like I can hear him in the back of my mind and I and I will and I kind of back up a little bit but yes it is very intimidating I try to tell guys even on a dating app um first of all I have a whole rule like list of rules on my dating app of don't talk to me if you like fit into one of these categories but I try to you know, leave it with, I am your red flag. So within seven days time, it will be something about me or my personality that you will not like. Mm -hmm. That will be, I am your deal breaker. I don't really have a deal breaker. You could be a gay man. You can be, you know, tall, short, fat, skinny, a floppy kisser. There's something (laughs) in you that I'm going to find like, intriguing unless you try to like over do something like you too like i had one guy that was into the dns lifestyle and i swear i was on a date for four hours and i was just looking at him through like i call him my magnifying glass that's when you have that straight eye contact with somebody mm-hmm. and he really i mean he really thought he was doing something i was like no honey this ain't it <laughs> um but you know for me I don't really have a red flag, but I am a lot of people's red flag. I am, I either, I don't, so I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in a higher power. Mm-hmm. So being in the South, that's a deal breaker. Yeah, a lot of people worry about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have, you know, there's open sexuality when it comes to me. That's a deal breaker. I never have time for a man in the South, honey deal breaker like you know that's the, i put that in so many dating app chronicles what guys would say we haven't even met yet and you say i texted you today you didn't text me back i thought this i was busy like what are you talking about <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about are you crying your goddamn river you know so it's like they cannot they, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how I ended up with four children. I don't, you know, and then that, and then that's another thing. My estranged ex-husband kind of lives on my couch. So okay. then that's like a new development. So I've always got a lot of things. So I'm, I'm a very complex person. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what makes you so special. I think that. I know. I know. My PR director, she loves every single week that she's been with me. She's like, it is like a new day 
with Lily every single day. <laughs> I almost wish you would teach some sort of course because I want to be that person. It's like, I'm, I'm busy. Yeah, leave like, me alone. Leave I don't me need... Alone. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I, it's refreshing to hear someone talk about it in that way where it's not, you know, where it's like, oh, they didn't pay enough attention to me or they didn't this or they didn't that. You're like, listen, this is what it is. Deal with it or don't. It, yeah, it's, you know, like I said, I, I was saying to my business partner, he said something to me about a client of ours and how she kind of flipped her way to the top, you know. Mm. And, you know, I said, well, I can't figure that's how she got, you know, where she is. And then so he kind of, we kind of got into this conversation of the comparison between someone like me and someone like that. And I told him, I said, you know, first of all, you, you do what you got to do to do what you got to do. <laughs> that's one. Yeah. And I'm like, and when it comes to me, he's like, you know, it's something about you and you're just notorious. He was like, that's the allure of you. You're notorious. Like you, you like kick ass, take names later and you don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like what people think about you, because I will put you in my dating app chronicles and send you a friend request. Like it's like, <laughs> what, like I don't, and then guys started wanting to be my <laughs> dating app chronicles. Like it was like really a thing. Wow. And then I would have, I would have, I have so many exes on my social media and you know, it, it got to the point where they was voting on which guy I was going to go on a date with. I'm like, this is so like dysfunctional. I love but, it though. Uh, you know, and so my business partner, he just, you know, he's like, you really are notorious. And he's mm -hmm. like, that is kind of one of your things that he said, you know, because he says that people have a natural addiction to me. And he says, you know, that is what makes people want to write checks to you. Because we have, you know, clientele, as soon as they, you know, meet me, then it's like, okay, who, who do I find? What, what's the deposit? What are we doing? <laughs> you know, and so they don't even care. Like, they don't, they don't even want, like, referrals or anything. They're like, I am buying into whatever she's selling. Like, I, this is it. Oh, so yeah. he tells me that all the time. And I'm the, I'm the strange person, like, uh-uh, that's not true. He's like, it is so true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting life, and as I get older, it kind of gets worse. But it's an interesting life I live. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. I know that we could spend hours talking to you. Yeah. So I think that once the pandemic is over, we are going yes. to want to get together, hang out some more, maybe do another yes. interview. And then we can go on that. We can go on that back alley bunk truck. You know, lion. Yeah, go to that sex yes. yes, check yes. it out. If we go as a group, we'll be safe. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, be fine. fine. We will be safe, and I will. I'm from St. Louis. I will stomp anybody into the ground. Like Hell I'm yes. ready. I and I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been fun. We really appreciate you talking to us and sharing information. Is there anything you would like to plug? Yeah, like your um, social media or like at your book coming out yeah you, we, can, you can find me on um instagram at lillian l-i-l-l-i-a-n underscore mac m-a-c and you can find me on facebook i will accept anybody's friend request mm -hmm. it is levon l-e-b as in victor o-n lily mac 
last name Duke, D-U-K-E. Um, our website is Black Sheep, with an S, Society, E-N-T, dot com. And you can see all of our artists and all of our clientele and what we've got going on and all of that on that particular website. And we are BSSE Enterprises on Instagram. Beautiful. And I'll, I'll remember to plug all of that in like the description on Spotify uh-huh. and um, on Podbean, if anybody listens on Podbean. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Which, so, you, know, <laughs> you never but know. Like, uh, so I'll, I'll remember to tag all of that stuff. But yeah, it was really nice okay. talking to you. Yeah, we appreciate it. So and thank you for everything so you do fun. for the community. You yes. know, like yes. we need more people like you in this world. I know. Yes, as my PR says, sex workers rock! <laughs> <laughs> Well, enjoy your weekend. And, uh, Thank you. I'm sure we'll be talking in the near future. Okay, bye, guys. Right, bye. I loved her. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. I get why the clients and the people that they're meeting with are so uh, hit. They, they hit it off immediately. Yeah. She has such an energy. She's passionate about what she does. I'm here for it. Yeah. I love it. Dang. But yeah. Um, okay, so something that we wanted to talk about was... Oh, yeah. This is our yeah. news for the week. News So our friend who we talk about... I think we talk about her every week. Um, her <laughs> name is Nina. and She introduces uh, us to interesting things, okay? Yeah. So she told us about this app, and it, it it's called Ship. Ship. Um, and I, I had never heard of it before. Actually, she said, have you, she asked Kelly, have you been on Shipped before? And so when I looked up Shipped, it brought up Shipped, S-H-I-P-T, which is like a a grocery app. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like grocery and shopping. I was like, is she just asking if I've ordered groceries from this like, thing? Like, is I don't she thinking do about, that. Does I'm she need so a referral confused. code? I'm <laughs> yeah. But this app is called Ship. I don't know the backstory of this app, but immediately I'm like, I will download that ship. Another dating app? Yeah. Sign me Add up. it on to my phone. <laughs> my rotation list. Why not? <laughs> um, and this is something that we found very entertaining yesterday because you can connect with friends. So Amanda, who is not in, on the market at all, she can go on a dating app and match her friends. Yeah. AKA me and also Nina <laughs> with males and uh you know just see who matches with us now i i don't believe i know i haven't heard from any of these matches i don't know how the matches work i have no idea i'm so confused because some of the guys that you liked i also saw in my rotation so then i like them i would assume that takes them to a certain level but i've not heard from any of them and as of it's been a couple days it's been a day it was yesterday yeah it's been a day but Nina, around this time yesterday, had not heard from anyone. Maybe she's heard from people. She has a lot stricter guidelines than you she do. She does. Hers is like there were, 30 to 33 years old. There were some old. Kelly's is more like 20 up. to like 80. And they're no. all named John. <laughs> and they have a scraggly ass beard. And they definitely smell like cigarettes. Oh, yeah. But I eventually changed my age range to, I think, 29 to 55. Uh, the 52 to 55 is what I keep getting for you, and they're not great. They are not. But I think it's because of Fun Guy. He's 51. Yeah. So I think, beca- but he's a young 51. And usually when you see 51-year-olds, they are not 
young 51. But I think it's given me the opportunity to be on a dating app. You know, like, yeah. I've never had this experience before, and it was fun. You were, it, Amanda was sending screenshots, and she was like, how about this one? And some of them, it's like, did they, where did they find some of these guys? Yeah, and why did you think this photo was okay? Oh, like, there's a lot of that. I had Robert on there, and it's like, what, did you take this photo with a potato? <laughs> why is this photo on here? The quality is like MySpace... 2001. Here's something that I have been meaning to bring up, but I have not yet. But why is it that so many guys have pictures in a Planet Fitness? Like, I honestly, I, it may just be the colors inside Planet Fitness that piss me off so much. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Amanda's showing me some of the matches. But I, it's, these guys, it's like, I work out, I'm at Planet Fitness. Yeah. And it's like, the purple and the yellow, it's too much. I don't know. Because there are a lot, of, I mean, I mean, I would say one in every three profile, like that, they're, they're gym selfies. Like guys are just trying also to show the, off um, that they're working out. I'm That's great. I'm trying to see great. if I can find one here. But so many the iconic. Um, I'm driving a car and I just looked down at my phone and took a picture. Oh God. That is everyone's photo. No. You're not original. And I can see in, your, in the reflection on your glasses that you were on the highway. Yeah. Why are, are you taking pictures? Why are you taking like, photos? Yeah. Also, when a guy has too many selfies, that's a red flag. Where where are your friends? Like, look at this one. Have you and not you had any? Yeah, no. Swap sides. Yeah. Space. The, so there are a lot of things I could I could go for I, a while. I want to give this app a chance. Gonna, yeah, I'm I'm open to it. Uh, but so far I'm I'm confused. I'm not sure how this works. Yeah. Um, but or if we'll anyone's see. actually on it, maybe these are fake. I don't know. We'll see. And I've learned that um, my taste for you guys is very different than your taste in men. Yeah, there was one guy that you liked, and I was like, interesting. Oh, God, you should screenshot these. I need to know, I need to learn, because I need to know, yeah. like, oh, this isn't your type. But sometimes I don't go by their photos or, like, what they look you like. You don't, what? I go <laughs> by, like, their description they have Okay, that's, on. that's first there of was, all. I know. There was one guy that was like, I really love indie music. He wasn't very cute, but maybe he wasn't good at taking pictures. Well, but his description said he really liked indie music, and I was like, he might be cool. Because who says indie music? Well, They usually say, like, point. folk rock or... He likes indie. It's it's kind of funny because the guy that I was on a date with them still unsure about. He, uh, it, I mean, I'm not going to go into it because he was just such a nice guy. And I'm still not sure exactly what my thoughts are on that. But um, he did bring up music, his music taste. And uh, that was something that was like, oh, God, I wish you hadn't said that because it was bands that i was like oh god i can't you know like there's some bands you're like okay i'm not a huge fan of that but, yeah, but when they were like straight up like oh i love nickelback and yeah when it's weird out bands that you're like, like the fuck weird out that's not not so great it's something i can't overlook uh, but again we talked last time about deal breakers uh, yeah. and is that so important but music is such a big part the thing i'm picturing is you're going on a cross-country road trip Oh, God. Who's picking the soundtrack? Me and Robert don't have similar music taste, and it's very hard. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker. But you Our guys music have is very made different. it work. Yeah, so we just won't listen to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would honestly the be whole like, let's listen to comedy miles. specials. I would let's just listen probably podcasts, be down. Podcasts, comedy specials, yeah. whatever. This guy, he uh, enjoys just getting in the car on the weekend and driving. Ugh. Not having a destination, just taking roads he's never been on this and driving. Awful. Oh, 
Am I boring you with no, my no. dating stories, Amanda? I'm comfortable. I apologize. I have a puppy on my lap. Yeah. I oh. drink two glasses of wine. Well. My house smells like pumpkin. It and does. she smells like pumpkin. It's very cozy. Well, I truly enjoyed talking with Lily Mack. Yeah, I can't wait to actually meet her. I know. Like, some of these people, I'm just like, yeah, you sound fucking cool. I want to meet you. But then some of them are like, you. She, <laughs> I... I, I, she gives off a great energy. And I think that the more you can be around people who give off that type of energy where it's like, I'm happy, I'm enjoying life, but also I don't, I'm not dealing with shit. I'm, and she's proud of herself. She you know? is. Like yeah. She's proud of what she's accomplished. She's proud of the kids she's raised. She's proud of the life she's lived. She's living with no regrets. She's like, doesn't care. And yeah. I love that. And also, I just got a notification that Amanda <gasps> just shipped me six propo- prospects. Oh, you should probably look to at go those. and check them so, out. So I mean, tune in next week when yeah, <laughs> when I don't have any dates from this <laughs> app. When this app still is not given. Jeez, tell me if these are any good. The, oh my, Amanda, this, this guy. Let me see which one. No, I, I did a couple as a joke. The like, I, I, he, but he's I, a Libra. <laughs> so what he looks really nice At, mm, okay <laughs> um some is a joke i don't know no the ones the other day i did as a joke oh when you gotcha. got like a, a 90 year old man that was like oh yeah <laughs> that some of these guys it's obvious they don't know how to use their phone oh yeah it's that level like where their, it, their it's not just like their profile yeah it's not just that they are older i'm not I, I try ageist. not to be ageist, but some of these guys, it's like, you are not, you're, you're just, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that this has been a great week. I'm glad that we had, uh, our guest today. And I think next week, hopefully we're going to be talking about, um, some issues that affect women and men i think things that we need to be thinking about so uh make yeah. sure you tune in thanks for listening yeah and uh enjoy your whatever day it is enjoy the rest of it <laughs> and the stock music brought to you right now i'm kidding yeah <laughs> <laughs>